0: Welcome to What's in the Cup, the Friday, the 13th version of What's in the Cup. its uh, I, I think we're going to try to make it through without any bad luck or without any horrible things happening. Uh, I, we didn't invite a Jason today, but we did invite a Jeremy. And uh, Jeremy Wicker is here with us to... Uh, have a little fun on Friday the 13th and talk about uh, getting students enrolled for the spring semester and making sure that they stay on track even uh, even in the COVID environment. So welcome yes, sir. to the show and I uh, appreciate you taking time to come up here and spend a with us. Yeah, few I'm glad to be with. here, appreciate it. You know, one of the things that, uh, that, we know, that, pe- that I noticed about you right away, and I think everybody notices it right away, you got a lot of energy. <laughs> and uh, that's awesome, and uh, we enjoy uh, the enthusiasm and the and the energy that you bring to what you do. And I know that helps you connect with the students, and and uh, I know they feel very comfortable uh, talking with you and, and uh, help letting you help them uh, make good decisions.
1: Yeah, I hope so. And they're they're a lot of fun, huh. So they they are certainly fun, aren't they? Yes, sir.
0: Um, we can say that in the, in the collective. Mm-hmm. There are a few, and I'm not gonna name them today, but there are a few that challenge us from time to time.
1: Yeah, we definitely have some knuckleheads. I teach a <laughs> University 1000 class, so I have 26, and uh, Storm Spotter in there with me, and he's great, but he's a knucklehead too sometimes.
0: Well, <laughs> you know, that, I, I, I can say honestly that I was a knucklehead when I mm-hmm. was in college, and uh, thank goodness. They let knuckleheads graduate from college so that uh, we can become somewhat responsible adults. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's kind of what this place is about. Something like that. Helping people grow up and uh, figure things out along the way. Uh, Speaking of students, uh, we had some great news this week. We start the show uh, as much as we can about talking about student success and uh, this week, the uh, Board of Regents released the enrollment numbers for the University System of Georgia. And as we have talked about on the, the show before, uh, Georgia Southwestern has 3,162 students total headcount, and that is the highest enrollment in the history of the university. And That's so awesome. we are very excited about that. Yeah. Uh, fifth year of the last six that we have seen an enrollment increase and uh, we've seen tremendous increase in our freshman class graduate programs dual enrolled students Mm -hmm. so really seeing some uh, very positive trends within our uh, numbers we were the fifth highest uh, increase in headcount within the university system of georgia so so there were four other schools that grew uh, from a headcount perspective just a little bit more than we did Uh, georgia tech uh, fort valley And um, Valdosta State and Kennesaw uh, all uh, grew just a little bit more than we did. I think we were 7.3% and uh, Fort Valley was 7.7%. So we were very close to being uh, fourth highest and we were the sixth highest uh, increase as far as full-time equivalent students. So when you when you take all your student body and, mm-hmm. and divide it by uh, a full-time equivalency, uh, we were the sixth highest uh, as far as growth and missed out on uh, getting over Georgia Tech by 0.1. Hmm. They got us by 0.1. So uh, overall, very, very positive report for Georgia Southwestern, and that reflects uh, the, the really hard work that uh, has gone on here for a number of years to work on retention, to work on recruitment, uh, to work on uh, finding ways to help students be successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, this summer, uh, the incredible work that was done uh, by you and, mm-hmm. and a lot of people, oh, is it 46? Yes, sir. Uh, storm days?
1: Indeed, 46 oh, sessions, yes, sir.
0: That was, that was uh, I thought, you know, a pretty spectacular response. To an unusual circumstance, and uh, so we want to thank you for that and uh, for making that happen because we didn't lose those, we didn't lose those freshmen.
1: Yeah, I think it worked out decent, pretty well actually. I think that having smaller groups made them get a lot more personal attention, and they felt welcomed. I think um, they might not have gotten a whole day on campus like groups in the past, but I, I still feel like we did what they needed and what the parents were most concerned about students got their schedules got to hear a little bit of advice from the storm spotter so i think it went went pretty well
0: i agree now i know we're not out of the covid time frame yet and so i'm assuming Mm -hmm. that you're kind of got planning going down two separate tracks right one for storm days the way we used to do it Mm -hmm. and one for covid storm days Mm -hmm. and uh Are we still looking at 46 again?
1: Uh, Quite possibly, yes, (laughs) sir, Uh, quite possibly. I I think that, I mean, streamlining the day, you know, I think parents appreciate uh, the efficiency of a shorter day even though they like being on campus. They, the only main thing that they missed out on this past summer particular was the amount of students they could have met yeah. and then the faculty they didn't get to meet the faculty at this storm day compared to some in the past but they do get to do that when they come for preview day they do get to do that when they come um for new student orientation and so right. they got to meet them soon right uh, but that was that was really the only main difference they didn't get to eat in the, the dining hall this time um but that's uh,
0: always a a big deal. Because we have an ice cream machine. That's so, right. Uh, yes. That's why good. I like to eat in the cafeteria, mm-hmm. but in COVID times, we don't even have an ice cream I machine. See. That's one of the worst parts of COVID world is no self-serve ice cream. But uh, we're looking forward to uh, certainly storm days and getting next year's freshman class. But before we get there, uh, it's important to talk about this year's freshman class staying for their yes, sir. second semester and uh, signing up now for spring classes and summer classes, right, they can do that. So yeah. what, what kind of a process do students go through uh, and how do they manage that process?
1: Yeah, well, we start telling them about them, uh, telling them about the process. In University 1000, that's kind of the first place, as well as when they do um, first semester check-ins with the FYE team. Um, our team meets with every single freshman during the fall. And so when they did that, about Five to six weeks into their first semester here, we met with them and just to do a check-in with them, see how things were going, how they were getting acclimated to class, the campus, making friends. But we went ahead and told them then the process and gave them a a sheet with some instructions. But then they they do cover it in University 1000. And the process basically is each one meets with their academic advisor. They've all been scheduled an academic advisor. They find that on RAIN, their RAIN account. They go meet with with that advisor, and um, and then there comes a certain date where they are all given the opportunity to register for classes on rain. And higher department has been available. We did advising after hours um, to kind of help students figure out uh, the course schedule, the class schedule that's offered. Excuse me, the class schedule that's offered you know on gsw.edu uh and figure out what they want to take for spring and for summer they can sign up as well as for winter intercession right. uh and so at this point we have we're looking pretty good we have about 80 percent that have already signed up and then we're daily following up between advisors between our team fya between storm spotters and university 1000 Try to figure out where where the rest are, yeah. what's going on, when's it, when are you going <laughs> to register? But we're looking pretty good. We feel like that's a little bit, uh, we feel like our numbers, you know, because of an increase in enrollment as a whole, we feel like our numbers for, for spring will be up from yeah. last spring. Um, so at this point, if they've still not registered, we would still be glad to meet with them. I emailed a kid this morning just about, you know, that's having a little bit of trouble figuring out which classes to take because he's doing mostly online. Uh-huh. So I said, you know, here, let's look at it together. Call me, we'll do it, you know, virtually and we'll figure out exactly which ones you want. But, but all of them should at this point be able to register. We've passed that time. Yeah. Uh, so there, aren't, there shouldn't be any date holdups. Um, and we work with them if for some reason they have a hold on their account um, from the health department or if they didn't get their full transcript in, if they did dual enrollment, we work with them to try to get those holds taken off, and eighty yeah. uh, well, percent's uh, yeah. pretty solid. We still have, mm-hmm. you
0: know, what three weeks left in this semester, and yes, then right. uh, a month between mm-hmm. the end of this semester and the start. Mike, a month and a week between the start of the next mm-hmm. semester. I was um, to to think think about myself at uh, eighteen or nineteen years old, asking me to do something <laughs> three months ahead of time, would have been. Unusual for Mm -hmm. me remarkable to get me to do something two or three months ahead of time so uh, the fact that 80 percent of them are are moving in that direction that's a that's a real positive so that's good work Uh, and I know it takes a lot of time Uh, the the good news is we have more freshmen the bad news is you have to you have to meet individually 470 uh, different students which
1: uh, it's a lot of fun honestly that's probably that's probably my favorite thing to do I, I love teaching my University 1000 class, but I enjoyed my, my check-ins. I did about 75, yeah. and then just whoever happens to come through. But I was assigned about 75 of them, and you know it's fun because again, that's when you get to see their personalities come out, and you get to hear their impressions <laughs> <laughs> of how things went or, or what they, you know, how they feel about some of your your fellow teachers and faculty yeah. members and staff and um but most of them are, are glad to come in and, and uh you know with a semester where we're doing things a little bit more virtually um, we did make it a, a priority for some of those appointments to be virtual if students preferred to meet that way but then we made ourselves available and um so it's been neat to see uh but i did i enjoyed getting to know them uh, like i said we've got some fun fun students meet, you know some that are eager to plan out that even the summer It's it's interesting to watch the ones that are last minute and there's others that they'd like to play in all four years right now if they could. Right.
0: You know, we always talk about that on storm days, Mm -hmm. right? The ones who sign up for the first storm days Mm -hmm. are the are the go getters. They're the ones that have have a plan and, you know, their parents are probably not even involved in Mm -hmm. this process. Because they, the man, I have an, my oldest child is like that. He mm-hmm. he takes care of it himself and tells me what I need to do to, to speed the process up. But uh, then I've got a couple of other ones that um, you know you have to remind them over and over and over again to get things done. So there's all types out there. And uh, speaking of all types and speaking of enrollment, we've got preview day on Saturday. So we're we're not even uh, we're not even slowing down. We just keep right on rolling, right? Come on in. I Come tell on. you, we're going to have a good day on Saturday. And uh, I know we've got a, a good group of uh, potential students and their parents mm-hmm. and the weather's going to be beautiful yes. tomorrow. And we're very excited to be able to welcome them to campus that things look great. And uh, again, I think people just enjoy being able to do something in person. Mm-hmm. I know it's uh, it'll be spread out and, and masks and all that. But um I think we're one of the few schools that's doing these kinds of things in person, and and that talks about who we are and uh, sends a message about the uh, uh, our culture, which is really really nice. And so, uh, so all good news on the enrollment front, and uh, and so we very excited uh, about that. And um, I want to want to mention a few other things uh, coming up over the next. Couple of weeks. Uh, next week, next Wednesday, Waffles with the Weavers returns. Uh, we had to skip that last uh, spring because COVID shut us down before we could get the waffles made, <laughs> and so uh, Waffles with the Weavers will be back. We're doing it on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. That's a little bit different time frame, but. Um obviously after Thanksgiving uh, not every class will be coming back to campus and uh, there's a pretty short window after Thanksgiving before we start finals and so we thought uh we'd just go ahead and and uh, have that celebration before Thanksgiving and we're looking forward to that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh students can uh sign up for uh fi- for financial aid, summer financial aid, mm-hmm. uh packaging uh I guess is going it's open now, right? Yes sir. Mm-hmm. So they can Uh, start planning ahead for uh, spring and summer uh, not just for their classes but also for their financial aid to make sure that um, that's available for them and uh, I guess Pell Grants uh, those were extended into the summer uh, they are I'm
1: not uh, the expert on them but I know there are certain hours that are covered and that's why they kind of do they go ahead and do it early so when they're building their spring semester schedule they go ahead and take into consideration their summer. If they
0: want to take some I believe summer.
1: they can get covered for six hours yeah. during the summertime. Yeah. Um, but yes. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Students yeah. need to be
0: aware of that and they need to uh, make sure to sign up for that. Um, also wanted, I know it happened earlier this week, but I do want to uh, mention Veterans Day and uh, hmm. how, say how much we appreciate and respect all of the folks who have served our country are serving our country we have many students who uh, are former members of our armed services Uh, some are active duty Mm -hmm. and so and some of our faculty many of our faculty uh, have also served and so we want to thank them and recognize uh, their contributions and so uh, it's always an important day and important week to to take a moment to remember all of those who served Uh, we also uh, have new members of Alpha Lambda Delta National Honor Society. Uh, 19 GSW students were um, uh, inducted into the organization. And uh, let me see if I can get all their names here. Isabel Alcantar. Al- Al- can- mm-hmm. I messed that up. I'm going to mess this next one up too, uh, but I'm going to go with the shortened version. Marybeth Arthur, mm-hmm. Grant Auer, Timmy Bryan, Salandria Davis, Jamie Fowler, Dalen Fretwell, Savannah Hall, Joseph Hawkins, Iana Hopson, Amaya Jackson, Natalie Land, Trip Larkey, Danasia Lewis, Danasia Lewis, mm-hmm. Alyssa McGuffey, Jonathan Wynn, Casey Robertson, Kaya Vickers, and Daniel Wenzel. So uh, terrific for mm-hmm. uh, all of those new members of Alpha Lambda Delta uh, National Honor Society want to uh, congratulate them.
1: Yeah, and I got to be there for that induction. It is actually um, an honest society for students who do well their first year. So those are students that uh, knocked it out of the park with their grades in their first year of school here. And so it's been on campus before, it's kind of had a dormant period, it's coming back. And so now it's kind of in that group's hands to see what they want to do with it. Um, as far as how organized yeah several of those are on our student uh, leaders you know they're our canes leading canes as uh, residential leaders or storm spotters so a lot of good a lot of good folks in that group and we're proud of them yeah
0: that's uh it's fun to bring that kind of stuff back Mm -hmm. uh like i said if it had been here for a while and had uh, for whatever reason uh kind of gone away uh but we're certainly uh, glad to have that back. A couple other uh, folks I want to recognize. The uh, Student Athlete Advisory Committee named a new executive board. Uh, Shannon Gibson is uh, going to be in charge of social media. Emma Carter is the new president. Uh, Jean-Pierre Merle, Merle, Merle. If it's Jean-Pierre, it's got to be Merle. Uh Vice President and uh, Ashlyn Baker is the secretary. And so uh, those are our leaders for the student athlete advisory committee. You want to congratulate them and uh, what uh, they're they're all great uh, folks over there. Uh, we also want to recognize uh, the faculty and staff award winners for this year. We did this a couple weeks ago and I just haven't had a chance to say anything on the podcast, but our uh, uh, Honoree in uh, Excellence in Customer Service and Personal Interactions Award went to Dr. Gay Hayes. Our Faculty Excellence in Service Award uh, went to Dr. Ramona Mullins-Forman. Uh, Faculty Excellence in Scholarship Award went to Dr. Alexander Yemelyanov. Faculty Excellence and Commitment to Teaching Award went to Dr. Bonnie Gary. Mm-hmm faculty excellence in advising award to jennifer dickens the professor of the year dr alana Bowie, and the oris bryant staff member of the year was ethan johnson and so right, we're very very uh proud of all of those folks and we appreciate oops one more i forgot the last one not because it's not important and uh, and she's going to think uh, that i did it because of her but our faculty member of the year is our provost Dr. Suzanne Smith and she's right. uh, uh, That's an awesome award hmm. for her and uh, then that one is voted on by the students. Uh, so that's, uh, that carries huh. a lot of uh, weight in my mind as far as uh, the Students selecting you. So congratulations to Dr. Smith and all of those uh, folks who are recognized All right, uh, we've got some things going on this week, uh, I see a lot of signs up on campus, you know, about this uh, food drive. Yeah. and um, uh, I think it's November is uh, Awareness Week or Awareness Month for homelessness and okay. uh, and uh, and so it's kind of interesting to see how our students respond to those kind of social issues.
1: Yeah, it is neat to see. We've got, uh, there's several different things that they're doing this week, kind of on campus and community-wide. Um, they are collecting food items for um, the food bank pantry that we have here on campus, um, and so that's been neat. It's, it's in the Student Success Center up on the third floor if anyone wants to come. Uh, we would love for them to come and, and get what they need. Um, but we also, they're collecting food items uh, For the Harvest of Hope, which is the local food bank here in Americus and Sumter County, you know, because of COVID, a lot of their donations come from local schools that do drives all year, and they have not been able to do those. And so we are... um, they put together a team of people, um, including one of my colleagues, Linda Randall, put together a filibuster. So they brought in a school bus and it's parked out by oh, campus filibuster. safety. I filibuster, get it. I get it. It kind of went with the election stuff, uh, a little political stuff. Um, <laughs> and so here we are in November as well. So um, trying to fill a bus um, with things that will then go over to the harvest of hope. Uh, but there are boxes around campus and some of the, the buildings as well, and just encouraging students to. Think about others. Uh, you know, we did a budgeting lesson in my class the other day, in my University One Thousand class, and it was the the first part of it was to to teach them they have to make choices. Yeah. You know, budgeting is making choices, but then they also saw um, the difficulty of making choices. It, you know, if it's not just you, if it's your family, and how you have to stretch mm-hmm. those dollars, and and then emergencies happen, and unexpected things happen and so we we talked a little bit about you know uh, what we have and what we don't have and uh giving back and so it is an exciting time i think young people um they want to be challenged um and they want to think about others sometimes you just got to put it in front of them and i i one thing that makes me proudest about george southwestern is how much community service our students do and particularly our student athletes and some of the students i work with so it's it's awesome to watch them Get excited about helping someone else, and I think the filibuster, the bus, it's just a, it's a visual. Yeah. Especially for our freshmen, they walk past it every time they go to the dining hall. Basically, they're gonna, they see it, yes. you know, and um, as well as many other students too, and and so um, I think it's great, you know, it's exciting to see, and I think if everybody does a small amount, you, you, you're surprised sometimes how much that adds up to. Well, it's, it's, about,
0: so. it's about who we are as people, it's about who we are as a campus, and uh, and when you treat each other right, and when you take care of one another, it says a lot about your own culture and it your is. own uh, your own personal beliefs, and, and I think that's what's one of the things that makes Georgia Southwestern such a special place to be, is that uh, not only do we have that sense of belonging and and uh, respect for one another, but we live in a community that has a lot of that. I mean, think of what has happened in this community in the in the uh, uh, Habitat for Humanity and and President Carter and you know uh, so many uh, organizations that the Fuller had, Center, the Fuller Center, have, mm-hmm. have been built out of that concept of uh giving back and taking care of others
1: um we have i actually help volunteer with um, the sumter faith clinic and every semester we have students from our nursing school that come and and spend three to four weeks with us doing shifts yeah. with the sumter faith clinic which is a free health care clinic for people in sumter county without any kind of medicaid or medicare mm-hmm. and so we do there's yeah. so many things here uh, we're in the community and on campus and it, uh, you know, that's servant leadership is something we try to teach to every student, um, but per- particularly our leaders yeah. as well. Um,
0: well, that's why it was so nice to have Camp A, Campesino come mm-hmm. to campus because their business yeah. is built on this concept of fair trade and and treating people Mm -hmm. uh, the way that uh, you'd want to be treated and and creating opportunity Mm -hmm. for uh, for people no matter where they live Mm -hmm. and so uh, that's the kind of partners that I think are great to have on campus they send the right message and they help us learn that you can be successful and still yes be uh, good be good right and they don't they're not uh, mutually exclusive that's right and so uh, these are these are great lessons and uh, speaking of great lessons it's ethics awareness week here at Georgia Southwestern and so uh, if you have not had a week full of ethic awarenessness um, then I I hope that you go back and look at all the emails and videos and uh, make sure that uh, you're following all of our Uh, ethical requirements but you know it's more than uh, following the rules and the system policies and those kinds of things ethics is a is a way of life it's a way of behavior Uh, and uh, I I, several years ago I had a chance to to talk with some folks about um, ethics in fundraising and I and I started off with you know let's just say you go to the hardware store and you buy a new leaf blower you think well that's not that's not an ethical dilemma, is it? I said, well, you start blowing leaves around and you tell me whose leaves are those. If I blow them into my neighbor's yard, are they become my neighbor's leaves? If they, if I, you know, if I blow them into the street, whose leaves are they? I mean, these are tough questions, right? So everything we do every day, there's some ethical component to it. And uh, as we make decisions in our life about how we're going to treat each other, about uh, what we're gonna take responsibility for, what we can be held accountable for. Yeah. Uh, those are ethical questions that we have to ask. And if we always come down on the right side, uh, I think all of us uh, will get along better and appreciate each other more. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to get too far into the ethics on this particular <laughs> podcast, but I just uh, just want people to know that it's not just a week. Uh, it's a week, mm-hmm. this week is a week where we try to bring some attention to it, but it's also not just the policies. It's mm-hmm it's just the way we behave and uh, taking care of each other thinking about each Mm -hmm. other and looking out for each other are all ethical uh issues and i think in a place
1: like this a university where you know so much of what we do we're training the next generation we want to be above reproach we want to be the example because students are watching absolutely uh no doubt they're watching so we all know that so much is not just what you talk about is what you do yeah
0: and, you know uh, we've seen examples of it uh throughout the country uh and and I, I probably shouldn't bring it up but you know uh presidents across the country have been declaring uh you know large social gatherings as uh, unacceptable and if you can't go out without your mask on and then somebody takes a picture of them in a place where they're not wearing their mask, or at a large social gathering, and people are calling them out, saying, "Hey, wait a second, you know, you can't make rules that apply to me, but don't apply to you." And so, uh, I think I think we're seeing that. You know, uh, it's unfortunate we're going through this pandemic uh, to kind of mm-hmm. bring light to that. But I think that's the kind of ethical questions we have to we have to think about. It. You know, are, are we all going to live by the same rules, or some of us above the rules, or below the rules, or you know, that, that shouldn't shouldn't be the way that it works. And so, uh, anyway, good week uh, to think about and talk about. Uh, these particular issues, and for those students who are uh, overcome hmm. uh, by some of these issues, and maybe some of the issues uh, around education and, and the stress of classes and finals approaching, uh, we've started a new um, uh, healthcare feature uh, called uh, GSW Talk Space. So, uh, students that need some counseling services, this doesn't have to be for uh, life-threatening situations it can be for uh, test anxiety or stress relief or uh, any variety of things that somebody might want to have some help with every student can do this free of charge Uh, they can the phone number is 229-931-2708, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, you have a chance to select your own counselor. You, you have a variety of, of folks to choose from. So you can get somebody that's, uh, that you're comfortable with that has a similar background or has a particular strength in a, in an issue that you are dealing with. You know, and I think it's, I think it, to me, the, the reason we added this, and, and we're gonna get some more help from the system to expand on some of these uh, uh, options as far as either uh, FaceTiming or, or telemedicine. Uh, uh, it just, so many of, because you have a limited number of in-person hours, uh, often you only deal with the major issues. Yes, sir. And uh, we know that there's, there's opportunities to help people through the little issues, and then you don't ever get to the big issues. And so, like I said, if you're just having a little stress or you just need some, you know, maybe going home for Thanksgiving is stressful mm-hmm. for you and you just right want to out. talk about it, you know, and, and uh, talk about how to deal with a family member or, uh, you know, it's election time, you know, yeah. going home and, and trying to deal with uh, a family that may have been on different sides of this election, which may or may not be over is, you know, might be stressful. And so uh, a lot of those kind of things, self discovery is difficult. And so uh, we wanna make sure students know that that is available uh, for them 24 hours a day. And so I hope students will take advantage of that. And we'll be talking about that more as uh, we continue uh, to expand those services as, as we get more help from the system, I uh, also want to announce. I hope most people saw this that Georgia Southwestern has uh, created a partnership with the uh, I think it's the Philadelphia College of Medicine, but they're not in Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, they are uh, just down the road in. Um, oh, where are they? They. Uh,
1: I can't help you with this Yeah, yet. I
0: know. They're down, they're, they're, where's the diving, where's the diving place? The Moultrie?
1: Moultrie, they're
0: in Moultrie. Okay. Moultrie's known for their diving. Yeah, Gee, how about how that? How about that? Uh, I said diving, you knew exactly what I was <laughs> talking about. Shout out
1: to one of our freshmen, Carrie Hart agrees. She's got a brother that's a diver. That's why I know that. Yeah,
0: all right. Very all good. Right. Well, uh, they are located in Moultrie and they are, uh, I think they're in their second or third year. And uh, so anyway, students that would like to become pharmacists, would like to get their doctorate uh, a pharmacy, PharmD degree, okay. uh, they can start here at Georgia Southwestern and it will allow them uh, early entry into the uh, College of Medicine okay. and they will receive their undergraduate degree while they complete mm-hmm. their doctorate and uh, will provide them with an opportunity to, to uh, get their degree a year early. That's exciting. So, uh, great partnership, great opportunity, and uh, so as students- Do
1: they get a cheesesteak
0: with their degree? I don't think so. Okay but they might get a trip to Philadelphia. That'd be
1: fantastic. I spent one summer there. Good
0: place. I've never been there. Uh, Between the Eagles and the Phillies, I have no interest in going to Philadelphia. But um, that's a different story. Uh, A couple other folks I wanted to recognize. uh, Amber DeBase and uh, Mark Grimes Mm -hmm. have had a paper accepted for publication in the International Journal of Human Resources Development and Management And uh, that will be coming out soon. The paper is titled, Interviewing Peers, a Cross-Curriculum Project with HR and Communications Students. And so we're looking forward for that. Uh, Jesse Russell, Assistant Professor of English, uh, recently published Fleck of Faith in the Road in Dappled Things Literary Magazine. And uh, Jennifer Olson, the Executive Director of the uh, Rosalind Carter institute for caregiving was recently featured on pbs news hour and mm-hmm. uh, she did a great job with judy woodruff and uh, had a great conversation clearly in this covid time uh, caregivers are really really uh, stressed and so what uh, the, the rci has done and the information they have uh in how to help caregivers uh, not only care for those they are caring for, but care for themselves Mm. is really valuable information. And so we wanna uh, thank them uh, for uh, what they do and and congratulate Jennifer for uh, that really nice uh, national recognition. All right. We um, got a couple of important things to cover now. Uh, We got Thanksgiving coming up. So gobble gobble. What is your favorite Thanksgiving food, what can you not Seriously? wait?
1: Yeah, I oh, like it all. Uh, I will say, growing up, I didn't care for dressing, <laughs> but I have come in the South, we have dressing, you know. Yeah. We don't do stuffing as much I was going to say, what's the difference between stuffing um, and dressing? Stuffing, I want to say, has way more herbs. Yeah, and it goes in the bird. Yeah, you have to stuff um, it in the bird, right? Dressing is more like a casserole, it goes in a casserole dish. Yeah. And uh, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, well, I dish. like
0: it if they put more egg and less celery. Oh, yeah, no, no I'm celery. Not a big please. celery pan, yeah, I but. do too, man. All
1: right, dessert. You got a favorite dessert? This uh, isn't really Thanksgiving, but we have it, I want to say. Just a Hershey bar pie. It's just good. Cream cheese, Hershey, chocolate, yeah? whipped cream. It's okay. good stuff. Yeah, just a chocolate kind of pie, yes. Huh? Maybe peanut butter pie. What about you?
0: Oh, I'm a pecan pie. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I like custard pie. Yeah, but pecan pie is kind of it, 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 what I would really like, and I haven't figured out how to do this yet. If somebody would make pecan pie without the pecans, I just really like the <laughs> I like the sugary yeah. gooey stuff. Okay, but I don't really the That's pecans. Funny. I just suffer through. Okay, because I want I the other you. stuff. So,
1: you turkey um, or ham? Oh, turkey. Yeah,
0: turkey. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, yeah, you put all the ham together in. Uh, that I've eaten in my lifetime you could not make a pig oh uh, okay yeah I don't like ham mm. at all for some reason my son does so we always have some around you know that's one thing you find out when you have kids it doesn't matter what you like anymore so anyway all right <laughs> that's um, had a uh, that, that's <laughs> just wanted to spend a few minutes talking about the, the fun that we have coming up I want to remind everybody that we um, we will be coming back after thanksgiving mm-hmm. um i put out a couple of notes uh, this week one uh, on wednesday about our covid um situation on campus and uh, and, and uh, of course i put out that it's terrific uh, we have one yeah. we had at that time one student um who was isolating and we had zero employees and uh, that's a that was a great number and then of course the very next day uh, mm-hmm. we had three positive cases uh, among our student population and that required Uh, five other individuals to uh, isolate because they had been close contacts and so i um, i tried to communicate that out with the campus uh, one to make sure everybody knew that this could happen quickly and that uh, we need to always keep our guard up no matter what uh, the numbers are on any particular day but I also didn't want people to think I was lying to you yeah. about uh, what we put out on Wednesday uh, we put out the numbers as best we can on what we know and uh, usually like if I find out something on Wednesday or Saturday you know I just wait for the next Wednesday uh, or if I find something out mm-hmm. on Friday or Saturday or you know we wait for the next Wednesday and uh, this one was so close that I was like uh, uh, they're, gonna, huh. they're gonna you know that people will know somebody right there's eight people uh, yeah that word will get out so i didn't want anybody to think that i would intentionally mislead anyone with uh, that covid information i know that the cases across the country are skyrocketing we see that in the news we see that uh with hospitalizations and and uh you know i I, again i check uh what's happening on the georgia department of public health Uh, their website is updated every day Uh, i check what's happening in the counties around us I check what's happening in the hospitals in our region um, and again our numbers have not been changing much very very low incidents uh here in our region albany uh had a big spike leak uh, not lee county doherty county had a big spike early in you know march april time frame uh, but their numbers are way down and uh and so i uh, again, I think we're, we're lucky to be in a part of the state that has seen a very low incidence of this. Uh, and we can use that to our advantage. We can continue to go to school. We can continue yeah. to have classes face to face. But uh, we have to keep on top of it. We have to keep thinking about wearing the mask, being protective, uh, washing our hands, staying away from each other when we can. Uh, because we are seeing across the country this elevation and uh, as we come back from uh, the fall semester and get ready for spring, uh, talk to the students this past week uh, about this. The first two months uh, of next semester are going to be really critical. Mm-hmm. We've got to get off to a good start in January and February. Uh, last year, as we all know, we got shut down in March mm-hmm. uh, because that's just, you know, it just built so quickly. And so uh, we really need to be careful and come back uh ready to go in January and I and we want to remind students uh when the time comes when you know a couple weeks before uh classes start we start on January the 19th so uh you know around the 10th or so you really start paying attention to your health and how you're feeling and uh, don't come back to campus if you're not feeling right if if you think you might been exposed don't uh don't come back here and find out (laughs) right you know stay where you are to make sure you're good and then come back and uh, let's keep this community uh, safe. And uh, and as we gather back together, that will be important is uh, not, not bringing um, infection from outside of our campus or outside of our region uh, back to campus. And so we want to encourage everyone to be mindful and to have a plan on uh, how they're going to get back, when they're going to come back and how they're going to take care of themselves and make sure that they're in a good spot uh, when they do that so that we can get off to a good start and make it through uh, next semester as well so uh, just one final note we Speaking of being careful, uh, we are going to play some basketball games uh, starting very soon. I think we're going to have some games here in November. I'm looking forward to seeing our teams in action. Uh, Of course, we are testing our student athletes on a regular basis, and uh, we're putting in place a lot of uh, restrictions and protections around the around the court, around the people that will be involved. Uh, But we'll be able to go in and and uh, socially distance inside the arena and watch our teams play and have some fun. It's been a long time since we've had some athletics on campus. Yeah, I
1: have three girls um, from the girls, women's basketball team in my University 1000 class. So I'm ready to watch them. I yeah. sneak in there sometimes uh, and see some of their practices in the afternoons. Yeah. But, you know, I think I'm looking forward to it. I think that athletics brings a great, a great piece to our campus Certainly and, and our community. And, you know, it, gives you a common good to cheer for, you know, and unity is always a good thing. So we'll let one of those other teams be our enemy for right now. That would be good. But uh,
0: But I hope we can make this place a hostile environment for our visiting (laughs) uh, friends and uh, fellow students from across the other institutions. But we we would like to win a few. So uh, we're going to get started with that. And then, of course, in the spring semester, we're going to have everything. We're going to have basketball, basketball, both men's and women's. We're going to have soccer, both men's and women's. We're going to have baseball, softball, tennis, golf. Everything's going to kind of be going in the spring. So it's going to be crazy, uh, fun, and uh, a lot of activity. And so I hope students are, are ready for that. I hope everybody does well on their finals and getting ready for finals and finishing up the semester strong. Make sure you get enrolled. Uh, If you're in that 20% that hadn't done it yet. Yeah.
1: Hey, and we do have extra tutoring sessions coming up on reading day I mean, we've got our supplemental instruction and our tutors are there, you know, daily right now, but we will have some extra sessions on that Friday of reading day and so they can check out our FYA page, follow us on all the social medias, uh, as well as Canes Connect uh, to see when that kind of stuff is happening, but, but yeah, come see us if you had not registered. We love to help you get there um, and we love to help you be successful this semester. And then move into spring. That's right. Ready to go.
0: That's right. Uh, one, You just build on it. One good mm-hmm. semester That's after right. the other. And pretty soon, yeah. uh, just like we have a group of people that are going to graduate December the 12th. Uh, if you keep putting one good semester after the other, you're going to be with one of those graduates also. So we're looking forward to that. It'll be a special day. December 12th, we'll have uh, four commencement ceremonies. And uh, love to do that. And can't wait to see uh everybody's faces and, and see the, the pride uh, on their face when they get that degree so looking forward to that uh jeremy i want to thank you for coming in today yeah, thank and uh, you. appreciate your help in uh, getting students to come to school here and then keeping them here and helping them be successful we know it's a lot of effort and uh, I, I know it brings you a lot of joy uh, to see them be successful and i know they enjoy working with you so thank we you. appreciate it very much Bob, appreciate your help and uh, hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving and uh, is looking forward to a little bit of a a nice holiday. I think we get a whole week off around here close to it. No, students and faculty probably get a whole week off. And uh, those of us who work uh, on other things have to to stick around for a few more days. But uh, uh, hopefully everybody will have a good time and uh, enjoy uh, the holiday. So, all right, uh, we back one of these days with another uh, podcast. I can't guarantee it'll be next week, but it'll be soon. See y'all later.